Okay, yeah, see, we're just, that's what's so important. That's what we need is that where we're worshiping in one accord, one heart, one heartbeat. Kids, you can go quietly. <laughs> you can, um, and that's what God wants. I mean, we want the manifestation of his glory. Like I said earlier, amen? We do, right? We do, we do. I do, <laughs> I do. And so I'm, I'm not going to be bothered by what any of you think if I stand up here and groan and travail. <laughs> I've made that choice already. Just like at the Crystal's uh, grandma's funeral. Um, we were almost full here, and um, I could I could choose to to uh, lead him in the prayer of salvation, or I could choose not to. But they heard the salvation message, and I and they all followed me in a prayer of salvation. So praise the Lord. But I could choose not to do that. I could choose. You know, am I going to be obedient to what God wants me to do, or am I going to be obedient? to my flesh, you know? So I think that we have to start making those choices. And that's why I said I'm not, I'm not going to be, I, w- I want the Holy Spirit in charge of the, the service. I mean, I didn't, have, I didn't have any of this except for worship <laughs> on my agenda. <laughs> well, the scripture verse, of course, but, but um, I think it's exciting because that's what I want. I want him in charge. I want to do what he wants to do. Amen? Amen. And it's not just me. I mean, the Lord's going to let me know if you have a word. And I was listening for that. He's going to let me know if you have something to say that's on your heart that the Holy Spirit's put there. Don't be afraid to say, Pastor, Pastor, <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're we're going to grow in those gifts, aren't we? Amen? Well, I'm just going to share with you a couple of things that I heard in Wednesday night prayer. And um, this was three weeks uh, three weeks ago. Remember, I told you I heard the word pivotal? Pivotal. So from what I'm hearing you guys say, I haven't listened to too much news, but it sounds like we're pivoting. And I, and I think that's for here as well. And then um, not Wednesday night, but the Wednesday night before, um, we were interceding and I picked up something. And, you know, I don't necessarily remember all of it, but I will. I tried to find out everything I said, but uh, I will give you the gist of it. But basically, we've been going this way. That's why there's a pivotal. We've been going this way. And the Lord said, suddenly, we're going to go this way. And that's for the nation. That was for the nation. And we're going to go this way. And in going this way... Turning around, suddenly turning, pivotal, turning around. And going this other way, then we're going to start blasting things that are wrong in this nation. Because truth is going to have a, a, an opportunity to prevail. Amen? So this is going to turn us around. It's, that's why we've heard the p- word pivotal. And we're turning around and we're going to blast that which is set wrong. Okay. So that's all I can give you right now. But... You guys can hear as well as I can. Just pray and, and, and listen to the Lord. He's going to be talking to all of us about all of these things, okay? So it's a, it's a, it's a sudden about face, is what I heard, a sudden about face. And it will cause exposure. I'm reading my notes. It will cause exposure to the things that have been hidden. Amen? Okay. So, um,
I'm going to ask you a question, I think, right now. We'll go jump down here. What does it mean to be born again? You, you, you. What does it mean to you to be born again? Get a, get a phrase in your, what does it mean to you to be born again? What does it mean? And I think those things change as you progress in the things of God. What does it mean to be born again? Craig? Okay. Amen. 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 So what why I'm asking you that question, if you can have if you can answer that question, what does it mean to be born again? You can start out with that when you're ministering to people and bringing them to a place of salvation. Amen? What does it mean to you? Okay, so I want us to go to um, 2 Corinthians, please. We're going we're gonna, to, probably not today now, but we're going to move to a place where we're going to understand more about the anointing, the Holy Spirit, and the glory. The glory. See, as the church, we're not waiting for the glory to hit us. The church has to ready themselves to be a a receiver of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Are you a carrier of revival? Are you a carrier of his presence? When you walk into a room, do you carry his presence? Even if the room, can I use your family? (laughs) Even if the room is anti and it's hostile. And and, and, and I'm talking about the funeral. That's okay. (laughs) anyway you know we're dealing with people in the world the people people that didn't know haven't accepted jesus as lord you're going to work with those people in the workforce in the workplace how are you how are you going to handle them with love you're going to walk in love with these people because that's who you are that's who you are so you can so you know the word says not to look at their faces and that means you guys on sunday morning too but anyway not be moved by your faces <laughs> you anyway so so that during that funeral i mean i couldn't be moved i knew i knew there was this this was sitting here and this was sitting here and this was here and 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 you can't be moved that, by that you have to preach the gospel the truth to bring these people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And these were people that were from all over the state that heard the message, that heard the salvation message. But we have to be ready to do that, even if it's individual, someone sitting in our own workspace, you know. Like I've told you before, I would take people at Fisher's and I'd walk them down the hall to get something to drink and lead them to the Lord at the same time. You know, because you you can't really sit at your desk and talk about Jesus, although I did. But anyway, um, so 2 Corinthians 5.17 is is, um, once you accept Jesus as Lord, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Now renew your mind to that, because if old things have passed away, you're not going to walk in the old things anymore. You're not going to be that old person. If you start renewing your mind, your mind is going to over override the flesh that wants to keep walking like that. Amen? 
So 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us, gave you the ministry of reconciliation. He's reconciled everything through the death, burial, and death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Namely, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He has committed to us the world, the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors. Each one of us in this room is an ambassador. Ambassador for Christ. As though God were entreating through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, he made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in, in Christ. Um, Brian, come here, and Jerry, and then uh, Dennis. I want to just demonstrate this. Ryan, you can stand right here, and, and you are the cross. You're the cross. Well, you're Jesus on the cross. Dennis, right, right here, right here, just right below his hand, and Jerry, right below his hand. So the death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, you guys are so big. The, the death, burial, and resurrection. In that, what happened? God was reconciling them, recon, reconciling through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, reconcile, bring them together. <laughs> bring, bring them together. See, He brought them together. So we have been brought together with God again. See, we were at odds with him because of what Satan did. But now, through the death, burial, and resurrection, they've been brought together. You understand that? So that's your place. Thank you, guys. So that, that's your place. So you guys have been reconciled. Every one of you have been reconciled. Now you are an ambassador to do that same thing with people um, that you come in contact with. You're to bring them back to God. Or to God, basically. You're to bring them to God, see? And so, basically, in what happened right here in the death, burial, and resurrection, everyone, whether they're born yet or not, in the flesh, born in the flesh, baby, flesh, whether they've all been born again or they've come into this kingdom, all of them, everyone has been reconciled already. Understand that? They've all been reconciled. (laughs) <laughs> do you all understand that everyone has been reconciled I don't care if it's Charles Manson I think he's gone home. he's passed I don't know where he went but <laughs> anyway oh what did we bring that up for anyway <laughs> it's all been reconciled Jesus Jesus in his death reconciled everyone everyone whether they're born yet or not back to God the Father okay the thing that makes the difference is whether they receive it or not. They have to receive that reconciliation. They have to accept Jesus. They have to accept what he did on the cross. They have to do that, or they're not going to heaven. Amen? Absolutely not. Okay. So Mark 16, of course, we've been told to go. And then you remember the the um, born-again scripture verses. You can use Nicodemus 3. Nicodemus, John 3, 3, about Nicodemus, <laughs> about him, okay? And then God so loved the world, John three sixteen, And you, in Romans 10, 9, and 10, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and that you're born again. You can use those scripture verses. So 
you can take, um, I want, I want to do, <laughs> now see, everybody knows this is not your normal Sunday morning church, right? Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, if you don't yet, you will, but this is, I mean, anybody that stands up here and groans and travails until things are okay in the spirit realm, that's not your normal church. That's not your normal church. And what we're going to do next is not your normal church sitting in the pew and listening to the word of God. I want, I want us to do is if you're paired off with somebody already, I want you to take turns. Like we'll just use Jerry and Daphne. Jerry can minister the, the gospel message to Daphne. Daphne back to Jerry. You three can work it out together. You two back there. Minister the gospel message to each other. Take a minute and say, Jesus is Lord. Maybe, uh, Carol or Linda, you can, you two can do it together and you two. Take time to minister the gospel. You don't have to if you don't want to, but this is good practice because we're all family, right? It's good practice and I'm not asking you to get on the microphone and say it. I'm asking you just to do it within your, in yourselves. Practice leading them to the Lord. Practice doing that. <laughs> okay. All right, on one, two, three, go. (laughs) One, two, three, go. Share the gospel. Share what's on your heart. Share Share the gospel. Tell them what's important to you. How are we doing? Everybody born again now? (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, so I, I, you know, I kind of talked about this last week, how the sequence of events happened, you know, Jesus hung up his deity so that he can come here. And you can't, people can't come and say, hey, well, he was God on earth. You can't do that because it says there in Philippians 2, 7 that he hung up his deity to be like us. So, so if somebody approaches you that, that way, um, he, he did the miracles all because all with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the anointing. And, um, so we, we have to look at that, that aspect of everything. So Jesus was baptized and we're talking about, I'm running through this fast to get to the Holy Spirit, I think, but we're not, probably won't get that done today. But Matthew 3.11, where it talks about where Jesus was baptized, he received the, the Holy Spirit, you know. And then um, Luke 4.18, I read this one last week, but maybe we should look at this real quick, because this is talking about us as well. Luke 4.18, um, just to review, um, we're still reviewing. <laughs> 18 and he he come into the synagogue and he sat down and he said the spirit of the lord is upon me this was after he had just been baptized water baptized and then the holy spirit where the dove descended upon him the spirit of the lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set free those who are down trying to proclaim that favorable year of the lord Basically, you can add then the Mark 16 where we've been told to go into all the world and preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, speak in new tongues, and uh, cast out devils. And it goes on with a few other things there as well. Then over here into Acts 10.38. And that says, you know of Jesus. You know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? (laughs) Acts 10.38. It says, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. 
He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So it makes it real clear there that he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. So you guys, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're born again and you're cleaned up and then the baptism, the, the Holy Spirit comes and fills you up. But see, you have to stay charged up too. You can't just, you know, your cell phones, do you guys keep them charged? That's a dumb question. Do you guys keep, yeah, you keep them charged? Well, then why wouldn't you keep yourself charged in the things of God, in the in the praying in tongues? Charge yourself up. Keep yourself full to overflowing. So you're always ready to lay hands on the sick and, and, and speak the word of God to people. So you remember Jesus said, I have to go, and the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation is to impart new life, making you a child of God. Then the baptism, then the Holy Spirit comes and fills you up. Now, um, of course, in Acts 2, 4, we, we receive the power there. And so basically, you can see Jesus came. He was, he was um, baptized in the Holy Spirit. He went about doing good and healing all. And he was an example through Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He was an example in all those that we could see and follow. And even in the resurrection then, in his death, burial, and resurrection, he, he made a provision for us. He says, I've got to go. I'm not going to be here anymore with you, but I've got to go. But the reason I got to go is so I can send the helper to be with you. Amen? Amen? He says, I got to send the helper. So, so we're going to move into learning more about the helper. Um, and you can, you can, if somebody questions you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you show them in the word in Acts, it's eight and, and Acts 19. Show them in the word where, hey, it's two things. It's two things. You get born again and then you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It makes it real clear. And, and I think it's, um, Acts eight, um, 14 through 16. They received the word, but they hadn't yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So a lot of people, and including myself, I said, oh, I got all of the Holy Spirit that I'm going to get. Well, the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus as Lord, he comes to bring that new life, but he hasn't come to fill you. So that's why it's important that we get filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to stay full. You have to stay full. <laughs> I'm talking to me. You have to stay full. You have to stay full. Amen? Amen? It's it's very important. It's very important. Um, okay. So, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Can you answer? Can can you answer that question? Somebody, you're talking to them about being born again. You remember, it's always this side of the coin. You're born again. You flip it over and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why, why do you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Remember I talked to you about the churches. There's churches that don't even preach the gospel. There's churches that preach the gospel and um, don't preach. They preach, that's it. Then they preach and they talk to you about the Holy Spirit and you get born again. I mean, you get born and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But then they stop right there. They don't tell you what's important about the Holy Spirit and why we need that to stay full, why we even need the Holy Spirit. And then they need to tell you, there's the churches that will tell you what to do with your prayer language, why it's important. And there's, like I've said, there's a majority, the majority, the majority of the church doesn't know anything about the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues. 
or why we need it. You know, this morning was a good demonstration of why we need it. That's one of the ways of the diversity of tongues is the intercession that takes place. Intercession that takes place. And so, um, so that's, that's, I mean, it's just, it's just important. And see, it's a ministry gift. It's not, it's a ministry. It's, it's, uh, right along there with apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and it goes on, talks about the diversity of tongues. We'll get into more about that eventually, uh, as we get into, we're going to do the gifts of the spirit here real soon. And then we're going to talk about the callings, but Luke 418, again, we talked about, uh, we are anointed. And let's look at Romans. These two are important, these scripture verses here. Romans 6, 4. Romans 6, 4. Yeah, yeah. How many, how many, how many of you sensed that in your, when you had your hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. His presence. You could feel it around your hands. You could feel his presence. Um, it's a very real thing. See, we're more spirit being than we are. Um, flesh being and that's where we need to reside it's in our spirit man reside there not in our flesh okay so uh, romans 6 um, 4 therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father so we too might walk in newness of life christ was raised from the dead because of the glory of the Father. Okay, I want you to look at Romans 8 now, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. Does the Holy Spirit indwell us? Well, then glory indwells us. Is that right? Huh? I mean, wow. So we should... Be able to have the manifestation of his glory at any time. Amen? But there's things that we, the church, needs to do. You need to stay charged up. You need to be in the word. You need to be um, uh, walking in love. Love is a big key. And we've talked about the love. But love is really important because everything flows on that area. The, the passion and the compassion for people, that's love that flows that way. And you know, you've all experienced that when you've gone to, been around uh, somebody you can tell. Well, I'll just use me as an example on like on a Sunday morning, especially if I see the, the spirit moving. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a cloud, which I, I want to see a cloud here, <laughs> but it's, it's just like a, you know, um, how do I describe it? It's like a, it's like a, a cloud, but it's in kind of like streaks. And I can, I can, when I see that, then I know he's wanting to minister. So I start paying attention to who and where and what I am pulled, you know, like say, for, let's use Jeff for an example and say I'm, I'm walking here and I'm listening on the inside and I have this pull over here. Then I go over here and I follow that pull of love over here to minister to Jeff. And then the gifts of the spirit may manifest with a word of wisdom or word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. I may kick it, kick something off of him. I'm not saying he, he needs that kicked off. I mean, right now, there's nothing to kick off. Anyway, you know, so that love, I follow that flow of love. Flow of love, you know? The Lord may lead me to lay hands on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so you follow that flow of love. Even when you're ministering to people out and about, you know, if you if you have that 
flow and that compassion. Go, go, go minister and just let them know, hey, you know, is there, how are you doing today? Can I, can I pray for you? Or, um, are, is there, how are you? You know, just something to open up the conversation for them. And, you know, maybe they don't know Jesus. Maybe they do. Maybe they're hurting. You know, um, some of you experience this, you know, when I, when I sense on the inside, just a, a burden for some of you in the church, or I call it a burden, but I just have a, the Lord's talking to me and he's got love flowing that direction. And I, I may call you and say, Hey, how's everything going? You know, or how are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know that I'm that blunt by saying what's going on, but sometimes I, I will if I'm pretty sure about it, you know, how are you doing? And so that's that love flow. That's that love flow. And if you follow that love flow, he'll take you right to where you need to be and then let the gifts of the spirit flow through you, you know, amen. Amen. See, we're all, we're all uh, here to do a job for the Lord. Same as this morning, we want the manifestation of His glory. Why do we want the manifestation of His glory? Why did we want His presence this morning? Can you answer that? Why was it important? It was important enough to the Lord that He burdened me for it, and He said, I, that "Something's got to change here." I could have gone ahead and done what I needed to do, but it wouldn't have flowed as there wouldn't have been as much praise. And I would probably venture to say that some of you did get some freedom. You may not know it yet, but you might have experienced it in the service, and you may know it. You know, because the Holy Spirit was working to bring that freedom to everybody, that's what the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit are. That's what the presence of the Lord, he comes in, you know, especially if we have a whole line of healing going on up here. People that need to be healed will see the manifestation of his glory and his glory cloud can come up here and just get on top of everybody. You may not see it. I may see it, but I can just go and they all fall over. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's the presence of the Lord. And so we need to get to a place. Well, this is not my message. But we need to get to a place where we are in one accord. We come in here with one purpose, and that's to give God glory and to bring his manifestation here into this building. Amen? That's what we need to come. And we need to come charged up. Okay? Now, I'm not going to put you down if you're not charged up. You're here to get your needs met. That's what God's here to do, too, is to help you with whatever you're dealing with, you know, but, but come charged up, read your word, get built up that way and, and come in ready to worship, ready to worship, ready to give him glory, because that's going to bring his presence quicker and quicker and quicker. Amen. Does that make sense? It's important that we do that. It's important that we get to that place where we can uh, experience his, his manifestation, his glory and his presence. That's what we're after because not, I'll tell you what, I don't know, I don't know of any church right now in this area that's hungering after that like we are. I'm hungering after that. I'm hungering after his presence in every meeting that we're in, whether it's in prayer on Wednesday nights or whether it's Sunday mornings or even with the ladies yesterday, his presence was there yesterday. And so I want that all the time. I come expecting that to happen. And I come expecting to do what I have on my notes, but that doesn't mean that's what he's expecting, you know. I, I try to put down what I believe the Lord wants, but if he wants to change something, and you know a service will change depending on who's here. You know that? 
service will change depending on the need or who's here. You know, I was talking to Jerry before church, and I said, what do you think about having everybody lead someone to the Lord? <laughs> I said, well, right now, I said, I can go back. I was telling him I can go back and forth this way with it. Because, you know, God knows who was still coming and who wasn't. So I was waiting to hear from him. Amen? And so then I started getting bothered even, even back there. I was bothered on the inside. And so I, I want to be obedient to do what he wants done in the service. And so I just trust that you all understand that. If you had a few barbs when that intercession was going on, <laughs> I would encourage you to get rid of the religious spirit. <laughs> because God's God and he's going to have what he wants done in this area. And I want to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. Well, I, I, I'm going to let you go. But we're ready to move into uh, talking about the glory and the anointing and the anointing on you, the anointing on this church and what God wants to do in this church. Amen. So so Saturday morning, I for some time felt like we needed to do more praying, but I want to pray for um, the services. I want to pray for um, like people, um, bringing people in that aren't born again or praying for families, families um, praying for salvation in this area, um, praying for this area to open up even more and more and more. Because, see, it's our job as the church to pray the manifestation of things in. It's our job as the church to pray the changes in our nation. Amen? It's, it's our job. And I want to be a part of that as well. But it's, our, it's the church's job to pray. And that's why... That's why <laughs> We, we can't be lazy about this or else the church is going to get right back into the same spot it was before all this happened. That's why the church has to get bold and strong and, and listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and put him to work in our lives. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for your word of encouragement today, for your help of the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. We are so grateful that we have the helper here with us to help us and we just want to praise you and thank you father for all that you are doing in our nation all that you're doing in the central region of the united states we thank you father for that the opportunity to be baptized in the holy spirit and in fire and we thank you father that this week people hunger and thirst after righteousness and they hunger after the fire of god they charge their batteries up and they hunger after the fire of god to manifest in their lives in jesus name we ask you father also we ask you because they have practiced father we ask you to set up divine appointments for each one of them to bring to bring people across their path to bring these people the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, yes, yes, we do. We do. Mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been being um, prompted to do more prayer, more prayer. So we'll see how Saturday goes. We'll see how that happens. But I do want to pray for those services. I think that's important. Important, you know, praying for people that are hungry, looking for a place, wanting to come, wanting to hear the truth, wanting more of the gospel of Jesus Christ, wanting to walk in freedom and power. Amen? Amen.
Praise the Lord.